If you're passionate about your ride, you're in the right place. Todd Bianco is talking cars, trucks, crossovers, electric and hybrid vehicles, and amazing auction and used car finds. This is All Revved Up from iHub Radio. Here's Todd. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm here with John McMullen. Hello, John. A good week to you, Mr. Bianco. Yes, sir. Uh, we're doing our bring a trailer section now, aren't we? And you have some very interesting picks this week, John. I I, I particularly like this. You know, you, you keep picking red cars. I, this red, well, I have a theme red. and it's not red. This week's <laughs> theme is, is it's going to sell at auction in the next 24 hours. <laughs> That's true. It is. So but let, let's let's start by going over your picks from last week. Okay. okay. Uh, we started with a 2010 Audi R8 uh, with a V10. Uh, it was a, quite a lovely car. It had low mileage and it sold for $117,000. A nice price. Yeah. Not too far off from what it was new. And, you know, considering it's only a 2010, so it's not that old. Uh, it sold for a very good price. Uh, then you chose a night. 1972 Toyota Land Cruiser FJ40, a very weird-looking car, if I remember correctly. Yep. Okay, that actually sold for $19,350. That's not bad. Not bad. Uh, then you had a 1967 uh, Chevy Savelle, Ch- Chevelle, which I actually quite liked. I thought it was a nice-looking car. Uh, that sold for $27,500, a good price for that car. How much? $27,500? Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, then you had the uh, the, the, tw- the 2017 uh, KTM uh, Crossbow uh, Competition. Oh yes, yes. A three. It's a three wheel thing, right? Yep. That sold for ninety thousand three hundred and fifteen dollars. I know when I told you uh, by a text no, message. No, wait a minute. That, that wasn't. That was not a three wheeled thing. It looked like the one that's three. It looked like it was right. It was, yeah, it's, it's, it's actually four wheeled. Four right. wheels. It, it, yeah. But it was meant for racing. Though. It's a competition model. Yeah. Ninety thousand three hundred and fifteen dollars. Wow. That's a lot of money for that yeah. car. <laughs> for that, like whatever you call that thing. If you could squeeze into it. <laughs> Well, I guess they didn't make too many of those particular models, uh, and uh, this one was the, uh, the the hot rotted version, I guess. Yeah. And then you had a 1963 Rolls Royce uh, Silver Cloud, which was a lovely car, but it sold for only twenty eight thousand five hundred dollars. Ah, uh, such a steal. Well, it it really is. Che- Rolls Royces generally sell for cheap because. They're so expensive to repair. I mean, yeah. just you know, everything is expensive. It's, it's like it's not as expensive as a Ferrari, but sometimes it's hard to find somebody to work on them. Well, we and, have one in the offing today. Uh, we do indeed, and, and it and looks we like will a get, great car too to drive in Palm Springs, with one exception: <laughs> uh-huh. it's black. Uh huh. Wrong color. Okay, so my picks were a, a let's see a 2003 BMW Z8. Uh Lovely car, very low mileage, sold for $256,000. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> okay. Um, the um, 19th, I picked it because I thought it was going to go high, and it really did. Uh, the 1963 uh, Ford Thunderbird, that white one, beautiful, beautiful car. Uh, with with some really good provenance. I, who was it? Um, uh, Richard Carpenter is the, one of the owners of That's it uh, right. originally. And a uh, very cool car. And that sold for he a He longed of, to be close to you in that car. That's right. Um, it was um, 
$61,500 is very good for that car. Yeah. And and that was right here, I think, in Palm Desert, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Uh, then I had a 1956 BMW 502, a very rare car that had been completely restored. Uh, it was quite a beautiful classic car. There, there just can't be that many of them out there. And that sold for a whopping $275,000. How much? Oh. Two seventy five, two hundred and seventy five thousand. Wow. That's pretty. People, uh, people, people pretty love spectacular. <laughs> uh, then I I picked a nineteen eighty six Pontiac Fiero, which was uh, really it was gold, but it was you know it had all the it was a GT, it had every option possible. It was in extremely good condition. It was one family owned. I thought it was really beautiful. I mean, it wasn't falling apart or anything, which many of the GM cars of that era did. But it sold for only eleven thousand two fifty. Uh, it was a no. It was a you know a, a no reserve auction. I thought that was a bargain for that car. Yeah. And then I had the bizarre nineteen ninety five Toyota Land Cruiser thing that, uh, that was on Hawaii. Uh, I think it was Maui or where, where was it? It was, you know, I forget which island it was on, but it was in in Hawaii somewhere. And it had been made into this oh, weird. Oh, I think it was on Maui, pickup, actually. Yeah, it was a weird pickup truck thing. Yep. <laughs> that sold for $36,000, surprisingly. So mm. it was sort of this Frankensteinian thing put together, but it sold for $36,001. They, they do have amusing uh, uh, prices. And then the... Uh, I ached for this car where they did. I don't know why, but the 1985 Toyota Celica uh, uh, GTS convertible. There was, you know, there just so many, not that many of them, and this one was in really, really good condition uh, and had a fairly low miles for it, and it sold for only thirteen thousand seven fifty. Hmm. So I thought that was a deal. I just, you know, I just don't have that money right now, John, and I don't have a place to put it. <clears throat> okay, so let's start with your. 1954 Jaguar XK120 SE fixed head coupe, uh, and it's very red. Yes, it is. Okay, let's see I what see they say. I see this car, and I see Joey English written all over it. <laughs> yeah, you're actually probably right about that. Uh, it's 1954 Jaguar XK120 fixed head coupe is a left-hand drive special equipment model that is said to have been first sold in California, yay, and remained in the state until it was acquired by the seller and imported to Canada in 2001. So it was held from 54 to 2001. That's quite a bit of time. Uh, the car is uh, finished in red over tan leather upholstery, and power comes from a 3.4-liter twin cam inline six paired with a, a Moss four-speed non-synchronized oh God, a manual transmission. Uh, equipment includes a uh, driving lamp, 16-inch chrome uh, knockoff wire wheels, uh, burrow wood dash panel, dual uh, SU carburetor, and an, altern- and an alternator. The speedometer was rebuilt and refitted with a new cable in 2021. Uh, it's offered now in Ontario, Canada with a factory service manual, blah, 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 and 54 California, 1954 California license plate. Oh, that's kind of cool. On a transferable Ontario registration in the seller's name, bidding is at 45000 and it will close tomorrow, and yep. just about this time tomorrow. Yep. Okay. Well, that'll be interesting to see. Now, have you ever driven a car with non-synchromeshed gears? I have not. I don't think. Well, you have to actually kind of sometimes double clutch it to make sure that you're getting into the, you know, that that the gears sort oh, of line up. Then I know when you, absolutely when you go from one to the next, from one gear to the next. I know absolutely then that I have not. 
I drove a, a, an old Chevy pickup truck that was non-synchronized, and I kind of had to learn how to do it, and it is not easy. Hmm. Yeah. So okay. Well, it's 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 uh, it ha- it has quite a look to it. It's a it's a it's a very swoopy car. Okay, let's go to the next one here. I think you picked this because you like the name or the color. I'm not quite sure. A 1967 Lancia Fulvia. 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 It almost sounds like one of weatherman Patrick Evans' sausages. I think that's <laughs> Fulvio, though. Um, Possibly. Yeah, no, I. you know, it's not often that you see a Lancia. And no. And, you know, it was different, unique. And I do actually, especially for Palm Springs, like the color. It's a very aqua blue. Yes, I, I actually think it's very pretty. I also like the greenhouse. It reminds me of uh, the Pagoda Mercedes-Benz SLs from the 60s. Yep. And the inside, ha- the interior looks beautiful in this thing. Yeah, they've really done a great job of, of the, it says the front bucket seats, and let, let's read a little bit about the car. It says that, uh, it, I, I do think it's very good looking. Uh, this 1967 Lancia Fulvia Coupe is finished in turquoise over tan vinyl. Uh, it looks like leather, though, and is powered by a 1.2 liter, wow, V4, made into a four-speed manual transaxle. That is unusual. Uh, the car is said to have been acquired from its second owner by the selling dealer in, 20, in the late 2020, and service completed since that time included rebuilding the carburetor, replacing the crankshaft seal, uh, refurbishing the front drive shaft and replacement boots, uh, refurbishing the steer- steering box, replacing the muffler, oh God, and changing the fluids. Uh, this... Uh, Tipo 818.130 Fulvia is now offered by the selling dealer in Rome, Italy, with manufacturer's literature and recent service records and Italian registration documents. Now, the fact that it's got vinyl for the seats, uh, don't be lost in this. When I saw it, I actually thought that it was like a leather seat in like a... Uh, it was reminiscent of some of the nice seats they have, like in a Jaguar. A Jaguar or even a Rolls-Royce. It yeah. has that look to it. Yep. A very tuck-and-roll leather. Very, you know, yep. It looks, it, it it looks, looks like that. It looks fancy. Yeah. And the, uh, the dashboard is terrific. The, uh, the, 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 the wood is beautiful. I, I like the way that Fulvia is written out in, in, the, in, the, in the script right on the dash. It's great. Yeah. It's a cool car. It's a and very cool not car. only that, it's in one of my favorite cities. Uh, Rome, Italy. Yeah. I have not been. I want to go. <laughs> uh, current bid is at $12,300, and it closes tomorrow as well. It might cost uh, you a penny or two to bring it here, though. Yeah, well, it might. But if you're going to buy it, you, you already know that. Yeah. I mean, you know, you don't, you don't really care, I guess. No. <clears throat> Now the, uh, the 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 next car you have is a 2008 Ford Mustang Bullet, which is meant to look like the car from uh, the Steve McQueen movie Bullet, uh, and is sort of that uh, dark. What do they call it's, that color? Highland green metallic. Uh, yeah. And it only has 2,900 miles on it. And that's why I thought it, it where it's at currently. The bidding's currently at twenty one thousand dollars. Yeah. And for that price and the fact that it's not that old and it's got that few miles on it, I figured it was worth it. 
Yeah, and it says that this uh, is one of uh, this Ford Mustang Bullet is one of approximately 5,800 examples built to commemorate the 40th anniversary of the titular film directed by Peter Yates and starring Steve McQueen. Uh, the car is finished in Highland Green over gray leather and powered by a 4.6-liter V8 paired with a five-speed manual transmission. Which Additional is also equipment. rare. Yeah, it is. Additional equipment includes – I'm sure it was spec this way for – you know, somebody – Somebody bought this car to hold and, you know, basically you know, thought they could make money on it. Yeah. Uh, you know, additional equipment includes a limited slip differential, 18-inch wheels, navigation, CD player, and air conditioning. Thank God. Uh, the seller acquired the car in 2015 and service. Oh, they got all in 15, huh? Uh, and uh, service in 2019 consists of fluid change and addressing the airbag recalls. Okay. 2,900 miles. Now, Todd, um, I don't know if you'll see this on your browser as you're looking at this, but if you're down where the photograph is uh, that looks into the um, the car right there where the wheel and the seats are, just to the right of that, it shows some other current bat auctions. Um, uh-huh. I, w- I want to yeah. insert one. If you see that blue Mustang there, I want to do that next. The convertible. Yep. Yeah. Okay, I see. I don't know. Okay, let's- I don't think it's convertible, but uh, it's a modified 71 Ford uh, Mustang Mach 1. We'll, we can talk oh, about yeah, that I next. Oh, yeah, I see that, yeah. Okay. okay. This is Todd Bianco with John McMullen. You're listening to All Revved Up on iHub Radio, and we will be right back. It's Todd Bianco, talking cars and trucks on iHub Radio's All Revved Up. Here's Todd. Welcome back. I'm here with John McMullen. We're talking Bring a Trailer Auctions this hour. John, you had talked about that you want you wanted this modified 1971 Ford Mustang Mach 1 351CI 5-speed. Yep. It sold, though, didn't it? It did. It sold for only $20,750 just, uh, you know, uh, probably a couple of hours ago. Ugh. <laughs> and for that price, it would have totally been worth it to me. Yeah, see, that's a it's that's a neat a little hot rod. And nice, and nice I like the car. color. Yeah, uh, just see what color was it? That they said refinished in blue. Yeah. Seventy-one Ford Mustang uh, Mach One Fastback is finished in blue over gray and is powered by the three hundred fifty-one cubic inch Cleveland V eight paired with a five suit manual transmission. The car was acquired by the seller in two thousand eighteen and was sub- subsequently refurbished with the work including uh, adding vent vented uh, fenders, uh, quarter scoops, uh, and a rear wing uh, refinishing the body. Um, Reupholstering the interior and, and re, uh, refreshing the brakes and suspension. Additional mods consist of aftermarket stereo and sound system, air conditioning. Well, that's good. Uh, backup camera and 18-inch five-spoke wheels. You love it, don't you? Wait, you're telling me that it wasn't factory standard in 1971 to have a backup camera? It was not. <laughs> But it's handy to have. Yes. Especially when you can't see out the back window of that car. Right. <laughs> you really can't. No, it's a neat little hot rod, though. 
Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty cool, but it's all for twenty thousand seven fifty. Yep. Okay, and okay. your your last pick of the of this week is the uh, nineteen sixty seven Pontiac GTO hardtop four speed. And you're going for another aqua car. This is what color do they say this is? It's, it's like a metallic out, turquoise aqua, metallic turquoise. Yeah, yeah, I like it. It's cool. I like 19- the color. Yeah, this 1967 Pontiac GTO hardtop coupe is finished in metal. I just say that because the Germans make a big deal when they say that word. But anyway, yeah. it's finished in t- uh, metallic turquoise over matching cloth and white vinyl upholstery. Uh, vinyl upholstery and power comes from a rebuilt and modified 400 cubic inch V8 paired with a four-speed manual transmission. The car reportedly received a cosmetic refresh uh, refurbishment in 2009 and was acquired by the seller in 2017 subsequent work includes a, an engine rebuild a four-wheel disc uh, brake conversion uh, replacement of the steering box uh, features include 15 inch rally style wheels dual exhaust system a hearst shift lever and a retro looking stereo with usb and auxiliary inputs the it's only now, thing uh, i don't really like about it um is the fact that it has this bench seat in it yeah, the bucket seats with the console would have been better, huh? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I mean, now we I know, mean, while they were busy as, retrofitting, they could have done that. As bench seats go, this isn't the ugliest one I've ever seen because it's like two tone. It's like the um, kind of the a dark uh, aqua uh, right. color with it, a big white like, stripe down the middle. Yeah, the the uh, but that's a cloth. I think that's some sort of velour. The, the, yeah, the cloth that you sit on, like, yeah. and then the middle is uh, is the white vinyl. Yep, and there's some little there's a little bit of white piping that goes around the whole exterior, and that matches well. the interior of the doors. Right. Yeah, so it's 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 nice looking. I and I always love hard tops, which you know, which means it just doesn't have a a B pillar, so that when you roll all the windows down there, the air goes right on through. It looks terrific. Yeah, uh, it's a good looking car. It's a good it's a good year for General Motors. Sixty seven was a very good year. Yep. Yeah, I like it a lot. So I can we'll, have we'll this see right this next goes. to my nineteen sixty. Tomorrow, it's it's uh, at twenty five thousand right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll park this right next to my sixty seven or sixty eight Camaro. <laughs> yeah, so you can you know you well you know you you just line them all up in the street. And your neighbors might like that, or That's, or they might lift them. You never know. Yeah, probably lift them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Well. Uh, I don't a, live in quite as nice a neighborhood as you do. <laughs> well, <laughs> it depends. <laughs> you haven't seen my condo now. Um, <laughs> uh, I want to wait till the next part to, to do the to, to do the one that I picked, or the first one with the Plymouth. Okay. <laughs> I can't. It's it's because someone's gonna you know I'm gonna get bagged on for choosing something like this, and I and I want to explain myself while I do it because uh, bring a trailer actually buried the headline on this one. Oh, they so, did. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that that's 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 that. So uh, there's a, are there any other auction cars here you wanted? There's uh, a mini. Oh, no, there's. The, do you want to move right into your second? Yeah, let's start with that. We have a, we have a minute or two left. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this is a 1992 Aston Martin Virage uh, five speed. I, I love the looks of this car, but it has some problems, and that's why it's being sold at no reserve. Uh, 
it's a very nice looking black car with a tan interior. Yep. Uh, 1992 is one of 54 North American market coupes uh, produced for the model year and is finishing uh, Conorock, uh, you know, conic black uh, over a Magnolia Connolly leather interior. Powers from a 5.3 liter 32 valve V8 paired with a uh, dog leg five speed manual gearbox and a limited slip differential. Equipment includes 16 inch wheels, heated power adjustable seats, air conditioning, burrow wood, cruise control, and a black punk New Orleans head unit. But the electronics don't work right. They don't know how many miles are on the car because it can't get it to light up. Uh oh. <laughs> and some and the, and the commenters say it's going to cost a fortune to fix. Uh oh. <laughs> okay, it's in Ohio, uh, clean Ohio title, and it's being sold in Florida. This is Todd Bianco with John McMullen. You're listening to All Rift Up on iHub Radio, and we will be right back. Detroit and beyond. Todd's talking about trucks, cars, vans, SUVs, and even the occasional dune buggy. It's all revved up on iHub Radio. Welcome back. I'm here with John McMullen, and we're talking uh, bring a trailer auctions for this week. Now, before the the break, we were talking about that Aston Martin Virage. Uh, and I was reading some of the comments here. They, one comment was, it should take about thirty thousand dollars to fix the electronics problem. You know, wow! And then getting it ready for the next buyer. Yikes. And then another person says the interested party should Google the VIN and or Stanley Chelsea, uh, Chels, yeah, Chelsea to find the Ohio court documents which include the appraisal of all his seized vehicles. I'm sure this vehicle is incredibly low mileage and a original they all were i've got my 1992 600 sel out of his collection Hmm. So, so that's where it was coming from. And, you know, there was an, another thing about uh, I talked about uh, the lack of uh, semiconductors and chips and stuff uh, in the first hour of the show. And we're talking about the news and, and how this is really affecting the whole industry. And now trying to go back to the early 90s and find some sort of a, a chip to run the, you know, digital onboard electronics of your, your Aston Martin is not as easy as it says, as it may sound. So, you know, they just don't have a lot of extra parts for the thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, let's go to the, this is my next pick, which is a, uh, well, it was only my first pick, which is a 68,000 mile 2001 Plymouth Neon LX five speed. Now, this car would have been my rental car <laughs> if it had automatic transmission because it looks so kind of like, you know, like a nothing car. Yeah. Uh, it, and there wasn't much, but they buried I the remember lead them. here. They were is, nothing cars. Yeah, this was the last Plymouth branded vehicle built ever. Really? Yeah. So, uh, and it was custom ordered by the seller who drove it off the assembly line before it was delivered to the dealer for him to pick up in Florida. 
So it's finished in, and it has like every option possible. I think it's finished in so silver. So when you say black. this was the last one built, this isn't the last model built. This is the last actual car off the line, right? No, this is the last Plymouth branded vehicle ever built. So Plymouth Voyager, oh, Plymouth Prowler, anything else that was branded Plymouth was no longer being built. This was the very last Plymouth to be built. Okay. Okay. So so it has some some degree of it was of uh, notoriety. The car is finished in silver over a black leather interior and is powered by a two liter inline four paired with a five speed manual transaxle. Factory equipment includes power sunroof, wood grain trim, in other words, plastic, an in dash CD changer, and cruise control. Now showing sixty eight thousand miles. This neon is offered at no reserve with manufacturer's literature, window stickers, brochures, assembly paper work uh, a car a car cover a clean car fax report and a clean florida title in the seller's name hmm. <laughs> it's only at fifteen thousand dollars and it ends in five days but i'm just curious because it, it it does have some level of you know like here's my the, you know the hideous car in my collection why do you have it because it's the last plymouth ever built yeah <laughs> somehow i kind of wonder how the plymouth brand died before Buick, but okay. well, but it did different owners. I mean, Daniel I Chrysler owned it at the time, and they were you know they needed to shed you know a lot of various assets for them to try to be profitable, but they never were profitable as Daimler Chrysler. And then they were shoveled off to Fiat Chrysler, so you know it keeps getting shoveled off, and now it's uh, Stellantis. Okay, did the <laughs> did cold. the neon actually get rebranded as the Dodge? Yes, it did. Yeah. That's what I yeah, thought. Yeah, it, it did. It just it, it, identical car essentially, except it got rebranded. And this is part of the problem. I mean, you shouldn't be able to just put another label on the car and and have it be that car. It, it should look different. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, well, did you yeah. have the Plymouth or did you have the Dodge? <laughs> identical, <laughs> identical everything. <laughs> Same assembly line, I bet, with just a different, you know, the different. Uh, uh, you know, badge put on the front of it, but that's yeah. what they called badge engineering in those days. You know, and and GM was famous for it. I mean, they would have you know every every brand. I mean, there'd be a Chevrolet, a Buick, an Oldsmobile, uh, you know, and a Cadillac, a version of the same truck. You know what I mean? It would all be the same thing with just a different, you know, badge on the front or a different grill. And they would say, "Oh, this is the new this is the new Buick for you know 2001. Don't you love it?" Well, it looks identical to the Chevy. Well, it is, but it has a it is, but it has a Buick badge on it, right. and it has it has nicer leather interior. It's like, oh Jesus, you know. But you know, they were famous for basically just slapping the same, you know, uh, different badge on, you know, essentially the Screw same. Screw the badges. You know. They should have just all had hood ornaments. Well, they could have. I mean, you know, <laughs> can you imagine a hood ornament on a minivan? I guess Chrysler <laughs> did put it on a yeah, Voyager. Chrysler did. did. Yeah, they did. I remember yeah. that now. I should even use that as, as an example. But <laughs> yeah, it's it's not good. Okay, uh, <laughs> uh, the next car I chose uh, was I have a uh, is a nine is a two thousand seven Mercedes Benz S six hundred. Uh, and that's the V12 of, of full uh, S-Class. You know, uh, it was their halo car for that year. Uh, and it was 
you know, these things are notoriously expensive to keep running. That's why I'm curious to see how much it actually sells for, because this thing had everything. This is uh, finished in uh, uh, calcite white over brown exclusive. So that was an extra, you know, it was an up, uh, you know, upcharge leather and is powered by a twin turbocharged 5.5 liter V12 paired with a five-speed automatic transmission. Equipment includes a panoramic sunroof, keyless go, adaptive cru- Adaptive cruise control, which, by the way, in 2007 was a big deal. Uh, adaptive cruise control, heated and ventilated dynamic front seats. Again, a big deal to have ventilated seats then. Uh, multi-contour rear seats, so that was meant for somebody to sit in back. Uh, rear window blinds, again, for so, you know somebody being driven in the car. And uh, Command, which is their you know, brand with navigation uh, infotainment system. Night view assist. So in other words, it had the, you know, it, it could show you the deer jumping in front of you at night. It had night vision. Great. <laughs> and and Harman, Harman Kardon audio. The car was delivered uh, new in Oregon and spent time in Florida before being acquired by the selling dealer in February of 2021. Uh, this W221, which is just the internal factory designation for the chassis, uh, has 57,000 miles and is offered at no reserve with the Clean Carfax report in the Clean Ohio title. It's, it's a nice looking big sedan. I mean, and it has a you know lovely seats. I'm sure it's extremely comfortable. Uh, and very quiet and very fast. Yeah. And, you know, so whoever acquires it is going to get a nice car that is, you know, potentially expensive to keep running. Uh, so it, the, the V8 versions tend to be sell for as much or more because they're more reliable. I mean, not reliable, but they're easier to maintain and they don't cost as much. And, you know, you're sitting in a, you know, almost the same car, but this one had a lot of, up, uh, uh, you know, a lot of options on it, even for the V12. So I'm, I'm interested to see what it goes for right now. It's, uh, only at $20,000 with three days left. I mean, this car would have been $150,000. Wow. Yeah. I mean, with all those options, you know, night, night vision assist. I mean, that's a, that's a lot. Yeah. Cause you who know, wants the, to run into a deer? Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, that, that, that's a lot, you know, those, those were even on the, you know, the V12, you know, the S600 always had, you know, more standard features than the standard, like uh, S550 or whatever it was at the time. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, the, the, a lot of things that, you know, like the exclusive leather, leather that was an option. And those, and these are options like, are, you know, five, $10,000 at a pop. So, you know, it's, it's, it's not Rolls Royce expensive, but it's expensive. Yeah, uh, so I will be interested to see where that goes. Uh, let me see. My next pick. I want to see if it goes for stupid money. This is a thirty-one thousand mile, nineteen ninety-one BMW M3. I love the seats in this car. Yeah, it's a it's a really cool car, and these are um, these are considered you know like really great BMWs. Like this was this was what this is the essence of BMW. This is what BMW is supposed to be. You know, not some Luxo barge. And of so course, it, with it a says, car that's this white, yeah, uh, you want to have the all-you-can-eat option for the month at Quick Quack. <laughs> I don't think anybody who buys this is going to Quick Quack. 
I'm just just guessing, <laughs> just guessing that that's the case. Right. Um, so what, let's see what this says. This says this, and it's a premium listing, by the way. So it doesn't close for 12 days. Um, so which means it gets better pictures and gets more prominent. Uh, uh, you know, when you go to bring a trailer, it's one of the ones that come, you know pops up first when it's a premium listing. Uh, this 1991 BMW M3 Coupe is one of 5,300 examples produced for the North American market over a five-year production run. So that wasn't very many for five years and was first sold by BMW Foreign Engine Company. I never heard of that. BMW Foreign Engine Company of Everett, Massachusetts and has moved and it moved to California the following year and was subsequently re-registered or registered in Montana. Oh, there's the tax dodge and later Ohio uh, where it was acquired by the, I, I guarantee you it never spent time in Montana, uh, where it was acquired by the selling dealer in 2020. So it's in Ohio. It was in Ohio then, um, it, but it's located in Houston, Texas. Oh, God, and these things. Uh, the car is finished in alpine white uh, over silver leather upholstery, and power comes from a numbers matching 2.3 liter inline four mated to a five speed manual transmission and a limited slip differential. Equipment includes uh, 15 inch uh, basket weave wheels, an electric sunroof. Fog lights, air conditioning, cruise control, sports seats, uh, 13-button onboard computer, and a BMW cassette stereo. Services performed uh, in preparation for the sale include an oil change and engine service and the installation of replacement tires. This final year E30, which again is an internal factory designation of you know what what chassis it's on, uh, M3 shows 31,000 miles and now is and is now offered as part of a driver's source spring motoring collection in Texas with factory books and tools, a BMW Classic certificate, uh, service records, and a clean Carfax report in a clean Ohio title, even though it's sitting in Houston, Texas. Of course. Of course. Yeah. You know, why 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 have a title in the same you know state where you're selling it? Tax and cheap. It, yes, and it does say that since it's a dealer that they will have to charge you sales tax if you are a Texas resident. Oh. So you better go get yourself a driver's license from another state. Montana. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be registered in Montana. No, I mean, generally, I mean, when you buy a car from out of state and bring it into the state, they charge you uh, tax when you register it. It's called use tax, which is basically the same rate as sales tax. But, you know, that's how they get cars. You know, you can't just buy a car from out of state and bring it into your state and register it without paying tax to the state. Of course, whether you tell the truth about how much you paid for the car is a different issue. Yeah. They may ask for a bill of sale. I know people who did two different bill, bills of sales for these things so that you pay, pay less sales tax. It sounds like yeah. me when I get a cell, new cell phone for my parents in Arizona and <laughs> I go down there and buy it so I don't have to pay so much California sales tax. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, this is Todd Bianco with John McMullen. You're listening to All Reft Up on IHAB Radio, and we will be right back.
Don Bianco's All Revved Up continues on iHub Radio. Participation encouraged, but not required. Call 760-544-TALK. That's 760-544-8255. Here's Todd. Welcome back. I'm here with John McMullen. We're talking Bring a Trailer Picks this week. Uh, And my last pick is this 1975 BMW 3.0 CSI, and it's a European version. Uh, I've always thought these are like one of the most beautiful coupes ever built i just think they're they're stunningly gorgeous so i you know but i don't want to keep picking the same car every time but i picked this one because uh first of all it had been when they redid it they did it they kept it really very original everything looks proper on this car they didn't you know put a bigger engine in it they didn't do uh, uh anything that did that you know basically bastardized the bastardized the car it looks right everything looks right in this car Uh, And it's just gorgeous. Now, so let me read what it says here. It says, this 1975 BMW 3.0 CSI was built on November November 28, 1975, and was delivered uh, initially to Bavaria Societa in Portizonio in Verona, Italy, I guess. It was registered in Rome, your favorite city, John, from 76 to 2008, which is a long time, in Naples from 2008 to 2019, before it underwent a uh, service by um, Oldenzaal Classics of the Netherlands in 2019. Uh, Work performed reportedly included the installation of new front uh, panels, Floor panels, uh, 16-inch Alpina wheels, uh, blue leather upholstery, and wool carpets, as well as lowering the suspension, the suspension and a mechanical service. The car was imported to the U.S. later this later that year, and is uh, finished in uh, Polaris metallic. So it's sort of a silver, I guess, is what you would call that. Yeah. Uh, power comes from a numbers matching 3.0 liter um, M30 B30 uh, inline six paired with a four-speed manual transmission. Features include this is unusual because it was bought, purchased in Europe. Uh, features include air conditioning, power windows, a Pioneer AM/FM cassette stereo, and a heated rear window. Uh, this final year E9 coupe was acquired by the selling dealer in late 2020. As now offered as part of the driver's source spring motoring collection, which is another one that I picked this 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 week, uh, with Italian language factory books, tools, Italian registration documents, a BMW Classic certificate, and this one actually has a Texas title. <laughs> so I guess they had to register it in Texas when they brought it here. I have a friend, uh, well, had a friend many years ago who had one just like this. Although it was kind of a uh, maroon colored, mm-hmm. and uh, we actually drove it from Seattle to Austin, Texas, and back in four days. Wow! Yeah, that's you had to a make lot. a very quick trip to go get some stuff, and and uh, uh, and it was fun to ride in that thing. Yeah, I mean the, the, these are well, you know, they weren't made for our current interstates, but I no. mean the, these were meant for these were actually meant for German autobahn, so they were, you know, they were well designed and, and meant to go fast. And this was the top of the line BMW at the time. This was, you know, this was not some, you know, throwaway, you know, 2002 or something. It was a, you know, a very prestigious car to own. So it's selling right now it's at $55,000 uh and it ends in 5 days. Where do you I'll think be, it'll end up? I don't know. I think it's going to be close to a hundred. I don't know. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm guessing in the 70s or something like that. But, you know, we'll see where they go. But uh, bring a trailer. People love this particular car and they've been you know, the comments have been pretty good. Uh, you know, like the leather work on the seats looks fantastic. I'm happy to see the leather is a true blue and not a cloudy gray. The seats themselves are, are earlier versions. Of course, they know this. I'm not referring to the stitching direction. Early seats and headdress without ears uh, had a smaller diameter post. A 75 should have the ears. Not a complaint, just an observation. The ear interior looks great. Steering wheels are a personal preference, but I disagree with a nardy looking, uh, nardy is an aftermarket wheel. Looks better, you know, I disagree that a nardy looks better than a factory wheel. This one has a factory wheel. It may may feel better while driving due to a large diameter grip. Uh, Nardy made... uh, 11 billion, you know, something wood wheels, uh, finding a nice early CSI wheel with good leather and chrome is tough. They cost at least two times the price of a new Nardi. Uh, agree that the 74 plus wheel is bit is a bit out of place, albeit factory. Todd, <laughs> when you look at where the shift column is, there is uh, like two switches in a knob on each side of the stick shift. Yes. Um, what are those uh, switches for? Well, the switches are the windows. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, and then okay. one of the, and then one of the knobs, uh, one of the, is a cigarette lighter, oh, okay. and I'm not quite sure what the other one is. It's not. It's not. Uh, it, I don't think it's 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 uh, it's, it's the cigarette lighter as, has as, a, the as, actual. You know, it's it says, you know it's got a picture of a cigarette on it. As, That's how. As Tevia says in uh, Fiddler, uh, and another just for show. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure it has some. You know, it could be a choke for all I know. I mean, you know, it could be something like that. Yeah. I don't know, uh, because the other, all the other buttons, you know, you can see they're they're you know they're particularly marked. Uh, even the wood on this car is actually stunning. There's no cracks. There's no track cracks in the dash. This is just a this is just a beauty. So I, I do think it's going to go well, despite the fact that it has not quite the right uh, headrest. It didn't have the ears on it. See, this oh, well. is why you go go to bring a trailer comments because these people know everything. Yeah. And they will tell you everything. If there's something wrong, they will tell you there's something wrong. Uh, and then we can have an argument over a Nardi versus a factory steering wheel. <laughs> if it's worth having an argument over, okay. Well, these people, believe me, Yeah. Th- these people, you know, uh, believe there is. Uh, you know, it says the, the bend in the bumper and paint mismatch on the right side of this car is like post, uh, you know, when it was uh, in the Netherlands being restored. In my humble opinion, they would have addressed it, but there is no way to know. The 1975 Euro E9, no U.S. bumpers, 197 horsepower, numbers matching four speed, a, a respray if needed, is minor versus the value of these other factors. Interior is also mostly original. New leather and door panels. I would be happy with it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, a lot of interesting cars today. And as always that we have during the bring uh, trailer segment uh, of the show. And, you know, I'd like to encourage people, they could drop us a line to studio at ihubradio.com. If they have any that they would like us, uh, us to take a look at. If you are at the Bring a Trailer site over the course of the next week, maybe you're hearing this show in a rerun or something, uh, to drop a line to studio at ihubradio.com, put Bring a Trailer in the subject line, and we'll make sure to include it in next week's show. 
Absolutely. We'd love to address it. Uh, John, it's been a, a good time as usual this hour. I enjoyed it. Uh, you're listening to All Revved Up on iHeartRadio, and we will see you next time. 